I feel like you have a bit planned for the opening because you are so eager to do it. Damn you. <laughs> Am I that predictable? I'm shook! Welcome to the second ever edition of the Holly Shook Coffee Table Talk. I'm Armin, and Ryan Alkire, as always, joins me at the coffee table. Rye, how are you? How are you feeling to be at the coffee table once again? Um, Honestly, I'm so nervous right now. My heart is beating out of my chest. I wish you guys could, could feel how, heart my, how fast my heart is beating. <laughs> That's a direct quote from Olivia Jade. Um, no, I'm not nervous. I am excited. We have um, a lot to dissect here. I feel like this was a this was a red table talk kind of built for our brand. Yes. Well, our brand is almost synonymous with the college admission scandal. I wouldn't say completely because we have a broader range. Um, but nobody has covered the college admission scandal quite like us. So this is really the culmination of the college admission scandal. I don't want to say it's over because, well, we've kind of had the conversation one or two or three times before that maybe this like latest piece of news is the culmination of the college admission scandal. And it never really seems to end. However, we are close to the end of the scandal. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll, it'll always have updates um i also feel like we did a whole episode on red table talk with the jada pinkett smith will smith yeah cheating scandal so it's kind of a fun crossover event between Mm -hmm. two of our um favorite scandals and we talked about the red table talk when jordan woods went on it i feel like that was the first time the red table talk really got on our radar yeah that kind of was um what got it on everyone's radar. And True. I even forgot about that already. Yeah. That was a brilliant marketing move by Jada Pinkett Smith because you're absolutely right. That's what blew up the Red Table Talk. So I think we talked about it as a segment on an episode. But then since the Jordan Woods episode, um, we've had a full podcast dedicated to a single Red Table Talk. The first ever Holly Shook coffee table talk. We record these at our coffee tables, famously. A little bit triggered by that because I famously really want a new coffee table. I'm sick of mine. I've had it for like three years now and I just think it's not, it doesn't work with my space anymore. But maybe the next time we have a coffee table talk, I'll have a new coffee table. A red coffee table, perhaps? Mm, Doesn't go with my space. (laughs) (laughs) We'll think about it. We'll think about it. It would work really well with the brand. It would, but sometimes the brand takes the back burner in terms of aesthetic of my literal home. Brand isn't your priority when doing interior design? Yeah, when furniture shopping, I usually go um, practicality, Uh followed by aesthetic, then brand. Oh, I go Um, brand number one, hmm. and then aesthetic, and then practicality. That's why most of my stuff is totally impractical. I was going to say, it shows. <laughs> your priorities, it shows when you look at your 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 place of your place of residence. Were you going to say your place of worship? 
I don't know what I was going to say. I'm, I'm so used to saying, I call my, I always call my job my place of employment. I never call it my job. I'm always like, this is my place of employment. So I was about to say that because it just is like a natural phrase for me. But no, place of uh, residence. Place of residence. Um, yeah. Impractical, uh, yet on brand. So. Since we're talking about um, <laughs> your home, I feel like this is, I need to, I need to tell you this. Yeah, what is it? So we, this is a behind the curtain look mm-hmm. at this production. We record over FaceTime, obviously, Chicago, LA. We're not in the same room. And there is a nail or something on your wall. <laughs> and I, like, <laughs> I see it every time we record. And the, like, at first I always thought it was my, like, my computer screen was dirty. And I would always be like, oh, like, why is that spot always there? And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's a freaking nail on his wall. And I see it every single freaking time that we do this. And also, I don't know if other people do this, but I always move my mouse around, like, the screen. Do you do that? You know, you, you're usually pretty attentive. I'm not. So when I get bored... Like, aimlessly. You're just aimlessly <laughs> moving your mouse around the screen. Yeah, kind of. But I like to circle objects, and I always, like I'm doing right now, I'm circling that nail on the wall with the, with my mouse, and okay. I do it all the time. Can I tell you something funny about this quote-unquote nail on the wall? <laughs> yes. How is there this much discourse about the nail? Well, because it's going to segue perfectly into our coffee table talk. Mm. That's not a nail. It's a hole in the wall. There oh. used to be... Uh, a nail, or maybe not a nail, but there was something there that was hanging an award from school. I think it was my salutatorian in middle school or something. I had some sort of school award that was hanging on there. It was either like salutatorian or like student of the year from middle school. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what year it was that I got those two awards. But. <laughs> I got student of the year like five or six years in a row. I'm not even bullshitting you. And only one student got it. I think like, they did one boy, one girl, if I'm not mistaken. You're ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, um, but Camille asked me to take it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, rightly so. It's like, move on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why there's that hole in the wall. Now, who wouldn't have a hole in their wall? Because they never got an award for their achievements in school. Nice. Is Olivia Jade. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners will say it was planned, but it fucking wasn't. Look, sometimes sometimes our bits are worth the payoff. If you just stick with it. Just stick with it, through people. Through our stupid conversation, it, it really does pay off in the end. And that... That was genius work on your part. That was the ultimate payoff. Um, right. What did you think of it, just broadly, and then we could get into some of the details. I so obviously we're talking about the red table talk with Olivia Jade, Jade Pinkett Smith, Willow, and Jada's mother, Adrian Banfield Norris, who looks amazing, by the way, and is amazing, by the way. I am the biggest Adrian Banfield Norris stand right now. I love her. She's great. I I. Is she famous or is she just she's just Jada's just Jada's mom? Well, like was she an actress or honestly, no I, idea. I plead ignorance. I don't know. If she right. was famous, 
then I didn't know it. Regardless. <laughs> we only have a celebrity podcast. <laughs> and well, we can't I mean, even judge the barometer of fame here. I don't know anyone <laughs> that we talk about ever. but um, Sure, you'll be like, who is Angelina Jolie? <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, she looked amazing. I honestly, when I started watching it, I couldn't tell who was who. I was like, they look the same freaking age. I know that, I know that she had um, Jada at a very young age, so I know oh. that there isn't a big age age gap. But regardless, she looks freaking amazing, and I just had to get that out at the beginning. Um, she's awesome. She kind of, to me, is the one who brought the drama. Like. I think that it wouldn't have been as intriguing without her. She was the only one who challenged Olivia mm-hmm. Jade. Mm-hmm. Willa and Jada, pretty much the whole time, they were just like, right, right, mm-hmm, yeah, yep, right, right. Mm-hmm, Literally yep. the whole time, Jada's like, uh-huh, exactly, uh-huh, right, right. uh-huh, sure. I'm like, do you have an opinion on this? I'm confused. Um <laughs> I enjoyed it. You know, honestly, it made me... I know that for for our avid listeners, we have shit, shat, and shooted all over <laughs> Olivia Jade the past two years. Like, she's been great fodder. Mm. The discourse on Olivia Jade has been just phenomenal. And we've, 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 we've taken our punches, you know? Mm-hmm. And rightly so, but I, I kind of, I kind of, I like the girl. I've never, I've literally never heard her speak. Like everything I know about her is based on just like what is written. And I don't know. I think she handled it really well. Once again, she wasn't challenged that hard, but I think she made some good points. She is brave and strong for putting herself out there and, you know, doing the whole thing, but um, I don't know. I liked it. I thought she was good. I, I respect her mo- a little bit more now. So you came out of it obviously liking her uh, a lot more than you did before. Not that you didn't like her, but obviously, like you said, she was great comedic fodder. It's like, I didn't I, I, I didn't necessarily have an opinion on her, honestly. Like, I'm just like, we talk about her on the podcast. I She's never taken up a second of my thought other than when we talk about her on here. It's like, right. I don't really shit about her but i i don't know i left being like okay i, I get you like I, I i understand you keep in mind she's 21 like she handled herself very well and she hasn't she she carried herself very well and do also, i think she- i have to say for the people who don't know olivia jade is hilarious outside of the college admissions scandal because as a bit, we were covering the college admission scandal obsessively. I guess I don't have to say as a bit, right? Mm-hmm. There were so many great Olivia Jade stories that I'm sure most people aren't aware about. And you may have even forgotten, right? To be honest, you definitely forgot them. Like, remember the Olivia Jade trademark story? Is it when she was caught smiling on Sunset Boulevard? <laughs> no, that was another story. That was a great story. This is the trademark story. Where Olivia... Party? What? How she only wanted to go to college to party? No, that was actually referenced on the Red Table Talk. Uh Uh-huh. No. She submitted an application to get a trademark, and the application was denied 
because of poor punctuation and grammar. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and so then we had a whole bit about like how, of course, Olivia Jade would have her application denied because she had never actually had to submit an application before. Right, 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 right. Oh she God, has been too. great comedic fodder <laughs> for like 18 months now because <laughs> this situation was farcical itself, but her involvement with it lent itself to even more farcical follow-up stories. That trademark story, you mentioned the Sunset Boulevard story. Funny, because at first, (laughs) you were like, the trademark Olivia Jade story. And I was like, oh, like, what's her trademark story? Like, what's, like, her Uh, brand? I didn't didn't know you were referencing literally the story of her trying to get a trademark. I was like, what's her trademark? Um, Yeah, no, she's been great. She is... And... It's so crazy because, like, I I didn't know who this girl was before this, and I don't think a lot of people did. I know she had a following on YouTube, but probably very niche, you know, following. And I think it's worked in her benefit. She's People know who she is now. She's kind of, like, using it to, like, launch her own individual brand, like, uh, separate from just being her parents' child or whatever. I don't know. I think, I know it's obviously a shitty situation, but I think she's she's using it and in, in, in going to benefit from it in the long run. But don't downplay her YouTube career before the scandal, because even though it was niche, it was like every other hugely popular niche YouTube channel. Millions of views per episode. She had a bunch of sponsors. So obviously it, it was niche, but... A very specific demographic watched it, and we weren't a part of it. But that demographic was in the millions, and it was probably like young girls, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not downplaying how successful she was on YouTube beforehand. I'm just saying, like, people who would have never heard of her otherwise, I think now know who she is. Us, the two of us included. <laughs> also, is it niche or niche? I just vacillate between the two. It's like tomato, tomato. Even though I don't say tomato, um, but I'll, I'll say niche. I'll say niche. You know, I'm rolling with it depending on how I feel in the moment. Yeah, I'm just like, I say niche, and then you you <laughs> said niche. Wait, do I say niche or niche? No, I say niche. You, you just said niche. You said niche like a minute ago. So is it, I don't know. Is it niche? You, niche? Now I can't or remember what I say. <laughs> but you you. But you used both. I did both. One sentence. Also, really quickly, nobody says tomato. Oh, you never met a tomato? <laughs> I never met a tomato I didn't like. <laughs> okay, so we should break it down. What, what were your general thoughts? I didn't come out of it liking Olivia Jade anymore, but I did come out of it thinking that she is savvier than I had thought. Okay. Um, or at the very least, whoever prepped her for this interview is mm-hmm. very good at their job. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, she clearly had a lot of preparation for this and knew exactly what to say. Because she came across as sincere most of the time. Mm-hmm. And she did a very good job of consistently expressing that she should be held accountable, that she made a mistake, that she was in the wrong. But... Here and there, you could see that the sincerity was a little bit more of a facade because 
when pressured, and mind you, it didn't happen often, but when pressured, she would revert back to justifying her and her parents' actions. I don't know if you caught on to that, but she would do it every now and again. She would say, mm-hmm. but see, they, my parents, they just loved me so much. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a moment she was like, you know, my parents, my dad didn't want us to leave California. He wanted us to stay in LA because he, he has attachment issues. So it was his way of ensuring that his daughters wouldn't move to a different city or state. And my mom never went to college. So she wanted to make sure that we had the college experience that she never got. It's like, she was trying to convince us at the same time as trying to convince herself or whatever that it was like justifiable. And two times she said, my parents worked hard for what they have. Mm -hmm. And you could tell she realized, don't say that, don't say that because obviously her parents working hard doesn't then justify fraud. A lot of parents work really, really hard and don't have the means to then buy their kids way into college and then also dismisses all the kids who worked really hard and didn't get the spot that she got because their parents didn't have the money. Right. She slipped that in twice, but you could see her quickly want to move on from it. Not to overanalyze this, but but here's an, a really important point I have to bring up, and our listeners would be mad at us if we didn't. She can't consistently claim that she thought this was normal. She would say... I thought it was normal. Everybody was doing it. But I didn't realize that that was privilege at the time. I I remember thinking, like, people are really mad about this. Like, everyone's doing it. I I didn't see anything wrong with it at the time. She would actually brilliantly contrast that with where she's at now. She would say, I was so in the wrong. I was such a terrible, ignorant, privileged person, but look at me now, and I'm even getting into activism, although it was all vague. She's like, but mind you, like, I'm not trying to say I'm an activist. I don't do things every day, but like, I'm yeah. dipping my toes into it. I went to Watts once. Use my YouTube platform to for good. I'm like, okay, that's a very general term, like, for good. <laughs> but here's the fucking plot hole, Rye. She faked photos yeah. of herself being on the rowing team you cannot think that's normal you cannot think other kids are doing that that is obvious fraud and that's where if you know the full story you go okay you're still being insincere you're still trying to pass the buck off to Mossimo actually Mossimo ended up being the loser in this whole story because she was like mom was in Canada she had no idea it was all Moss which I'm I'm not saying it's not his fault largely or or that, you know, he didn't play a major role in it. Um, but you can't pose for pictures as a rower and think that that's all normal. The only, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, I don't agree with it. I agree with you. But, like, you have to then wonder, like, I mean, look at how many people were in, like, you know, convicted of doing pretty similar things. Maybe in, like, the rich white celebrity non even non celebrity, just rich white fucking world that maybe that is normal. Like maybe there are people like doing this shit all the fucking time to the point where like someone like Olivia Jade's like, oh well everyone kind of bends the truth a little bit to get what they want when you're rich and white and privileged. It's like the average person's like everyone juices up their resume a little bit. Like proficient in right. Excel, 
Definitely. <laughs> Highly efficient. <laughs> I straight up lie on my resumes now. Like, hashtag lie on your resumes 2020. Like, what are they going to fucking tell you? Like, I'm over it. But, um... <laughs> yeah, like, are they going to do a detailed background check on, like, whether you speak a second language? Like, I guess if it comes into play... <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's like, I would never say I speak a second language because that's yeah, that you could get caught very, up. very quick to be proven wrong. But like, well, have you ever seen the Friends episode where Joey claims no. to speak? Okay, yeah, you don't watch Friends, right? Yeah, watch it. Um, but like, I don't know if you're gonna like say you're good at something and then they hire you and then you're not good at it, then you'll probably just get fired. You know, like, right? And you could always get better at it. Like, if you say right. highly proficient in illustrator like you could take classes on illustrator you can probably watch youtube tutorials no actually you could definitely watch youtube tutorials i know illustrator decently well and if i have a question i either go to the expert camille or i go to youtube exactly yeah and like i just think jobs are stupid and i'm sorry but um (laughs) um well let's get into the specifics i think we should start at the very beginning. Yeah, what's your take on um, Adrian Banfield Norris's take? Gam, if you will. I get it, because... So basically, Adrian Banfield Norris, um, <laughs> none of this family has, like, simple names. <laughs> um, basically, it kind of started off, they were talking about having um, Olivia Jade on and how they felt about it, and she was kind of the only one who was like, I find it weird, like, why is this privileged white girl, like, why is her comeback interview, if you will, on a show hosted by black women? Like, she's coming to us for redemption when, like, she's never done anything for us or for our community, like, type thing. And I get it. And she's like, her being, she said her being here is the epitome of white privilege to me. And I, I agree with that. I I don't think... I don't know how Red Table Talk works, but I don't think it's like you just text Jada Pinkett Smith like, hey, could I be on your show? Like, there has to be a conversation from both ends. Like, And also, this is one of the most talked about Red Table Talks in a while since the one... Since well, the one with when Jada was the subject. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like, at the same time, Jada's a smart businesswoman. She knows, like, what guests she can have on that will will be like buzzworthy. So I get, I totally get her side of things, but I'm like, and we were saying we don't know if she's an actress or famous or in the industry or whatever, but you have to see it from a industry point of view of like, well, we want ratings, we want people to watch, we want you know the views. So having her on is actually really beneficial for us and our show as well. Oh yeah, from a profit motive. It's the move, right? But I agree with uh, Gam's points, um, which Jada disagreed with, and they weren't all having to do with whether or not this made sense in terms of views, clicks, the you know shows marketing, stuff like that. Like Gam said, she's privileged. She'll be fine. Her parents are wealthy. We know at the end of the day, she will be fine. And then Jada said, you don't know that. You don't know that. We just talked about how 
Lori Laughlin and Mosimo sold their uh, home in Beverly Hills for $18.7 million or something. Right. Olivia Jade will be fine. She'll be fine. That is generational wealth. It is indisputable. They would have to make another outrageous mistake for them not to be set up with millions and millions and millions of dollars. She will be fine. Now, from a public relations standpoint, that's another question. But her reputation has been damaged arguably irreparably uh, from the college admission scandal. That stench will always stick with her. It's with any celebrity scandal. Like When people think about Hugh Grant, even though he's done so much to build his reputation since the, you know, 95 arrest. People still joke about the 95 arrest. That's like one of the main Hugh Grant talking points. Mm-hmm. It'll always be there. It'll be in the first paragraph of any sort of like Olivia Jade obit, most likely. And that's the nature of celebrity scandal. It sticks with you. It kind of runs side by side with your name, no matter how much you've done to erase it. It's never going to be erased. Especially when the scandal launches you into fame. Right. Like you said, Olivia Jade was a niche. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, niche YouTuber. But now, she's not quite a household name, but she's more broadly known by the general public, right? By the college admission scandal. It is much different than a Beyonce, let's say. And obviously, that's an extreme fucking example, but let's just use it. Right. Yeah. Who won't be attached to the elevator incident. Yeah, I don't think anyone... I mean, people still remember the elevator incident, but... It doesn't define her the way that this college admission scandal defines her. Right. On a list of, like, things you think about when you hear the name Beyonce, it's, like, number 50 is, like, elevator. And that's, Um, that's where I agree with Gam. Look, hey, Olivia J could try to rebuild her YouTube career. She could do whatever... But she doesn't need the red table talk. Like, right. why should she be on the red table talk other than to juice Jada Pinkett Smith's bottom line? And that's the cynical part of it from Jada Pinkett's point of view is that she's actually exploiting Olivia Jade. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, she's using her to get better ratings for her show. But the collateral damage, if you will, the consequence of it is that she is helping to rehabilitate. Olivia Jade, when it's largely undeserving. And I'm not saying, like, okay, she doesn't deserve a job. She doesn't deserve to live a normal, healthy, happy life. But you're not entitled to fame. You're not entitled to, you know, unanimous love and adoration, right? And, right. you know, I would have been fine if Olivia Jade, honestly, uh, tried to earn it the really hard way. Just jump back on Twitter and take the hits. Jump back on YouTube and take the hits. Not that I'm not fine with this way. This way is better from a PR standpoint. I think it's quicker. She skips like 20 steps. But I agree with Gam. Should it have been handed to her so easily? No. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we've seen this cycle before. Scandal, silence, and then the first interview. And... It's going to happen whether it's on Jada Pinkett Smith's show or on Jimmy Kimmel Live or on Ellen. Like, does Ellen's show still exist? You don't know the news? Didn't she get COVID? She got COVID, so production's been halted for now. Oh, God. That's all a ploy. Um, 
They're just like, a cynical ploy to gain ratings. They're like, nobody's watching. Let's just give her COVID and co- co- like just disappear for a while. Right. The, the like, Ellen comeback like, part two. Olivia Jade was going to be on an interview or on a talk show eventually. So why not? Like, it's almost more respectful, respectable for her to go on Red Table Talk, which is kind of known for, you know, being the talk show that asks the hard-hitting questions that does hold people accountable. If they did, if they fucking did, but they didn't, other than Gam. I know, but I'm saying, like, if she were to go on, like, Jimmy Fallon, it'd be all jokes and laughs. Like, you know, they wouldn't even... Nothing substantial comes out of those types of talk shows. Like, You are absolutely right. She would have done a comeback on a talk show or a show like Red Table Talk. But why is it a given? That's what that's is funny like to Armin me. Khan, we we talk about celebrity culture. It's how celebrity culture works. Right. No matter what you did, no matter like how big the fallout was, you always get an interview. You always and and because people want to read it or people want to hear it. So it's like profitable for the whatever show or whatever outlet gets the interview so they want to interview the person who's in the scandal and then the person in the scandal wants to do the interview to like set the record straight and hopefully move forward it's a pair not parasite what's the opposite of parasite it is a it is a parasitic relationship in a way right or i guess it's more of a symbiotic relationship symbiotic i think is what i'm thinking and that's definitely a word i've used read and seen before um where like it's they're they're helping each other Mm-hmm. I think that's parasite. No, no, that's symbiotic. Well, it's both parasitic and symbiotic. Yeah. Well, I don't know if scientifically that's possible. But <laughs> in I the world of celebrity, it's I possible. Don't, I don't know science. But yeah, they just they feed off each other, you know, like like we said, this is getting Jada's show talked about and it's giving Olivia Jade a kind of reputation boost. So what I find interesting is that for all the talk of white privilege and wealth privilege, there was this undiscussed celebrity privilege at play. Right. And but I guess that's that- a part of the unconsciousness that they kept talking about, right? Right. And I think Gam kind of hinted at it, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't talk about it fully. She talked uh, a bit about wealth privilege at the end when she said, now look. This whole maneuver you pulled with fraudulently applying to USC, that didn't have to do with white privilege. That had to do with your financial privilege. That's what she said near the end of the episode. But here's what's meta about it all. Her comeback is fueled by her celebrity privilege. Mm -hmm. And I find that fascinating. And that's not really what was discussed about at all at the table Interestingly, there was a little bit of talk about sort of, I guess, celebrity obstacles because I think it was I think it was Jada that talked about how it frustrates her how people think she can't have problems because she's a celebrity. Yeah. So there was actually more talk given to like celebrity obstacles and insecurity than there was to celebrity privilege, but celebrity privilege is actually a major part of this story. Yeah, because if you think about it too, it's it's almost celebrity privilege and celebrity, whatever the opposite of privileges. I need a thesaurus for this freaking <laughs> podcast. Like I've used, 
I'm doing opposites. Um, because, you know, there were so many people, like, indicted and, like, convicted of similar crimes in the scandal. But the only two you hear about are the two celebrities who are involved. True. So they had the, like, all the people involved were obviously wealthy and, like, wealth privileged. But then the, the only two that really, it's, like, their names have been, you know, dragged through the mud or for the most part, just the two celebrities, Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. The rest of the people, maybe their name got mentioned in a couple articles, but it's not like paparazzi following them around. Nobody, you would recognize them. It, they probably could move forward post if they got like prison time or whatever. Right. So whatever the opposite of privilege is, <laughs> it's the celebrity that as well. Because if her... It, it, if her parents weren't famous, they probably would have still done, the, still done the same thing if they were just rich. But Olivia Jade's name would have probably never really even been brought up, if that makes sense. No, that's Does true. I'm- yeah, absolutely. It's the double-edged sword of celebrity. But let's not forget those nameless people who don't get a second chance, unlike a celebrity. And not sure. to even talk about the ones who made mistakes. That's one story. How about the hundreds of kids who didn't get into university because of all these cheaters? They're not getting another chance to go to college. They're not. That has actually been talked about, is that they can't retroactively go back and admit the students who were on the fringe, who were just outside of that bubble. A celebrity can always make that comeback. A celebrity will always get that second and third and fourth and fifth chance and that is a part of celebrity because of celebrity worship um because of the celebrification of our culture they will always get another chance and we're along for the ride because it's honestly a giant show it's theater it's watching the the pageantry of it all but it's also you know watching the twists and turns and now it's time for the comeback and trust me there is going to be another fall there is going to be a time when olivia jade does something in yeah. her comeback tour where she's going to have to apologize again and that's kind of the cyclical nature of celebrity it's mm-hmm. you know the mistakes it's the apologies it's the adulation and that's that's where i like i came out of it kind of a little bit more entrenched in that thought process of celebrity it's like i'm just here to watch the olivia jade show at this point like it's funny right. like i want to watch the twists and turns of it all and i think it's going to be hilarious because she she's kind of good for comedic fodder in my opinion like even though she's not funny herself like she just yeah. gets herself into these hilarious situations like even what she said in her youtube videos leading up to the college admission scandal like of course she would say i'm not going to university to go to class like i don't give a shit about class and then get caught basically committing academic fraud it's perfect right <laughs> It literally is perfect. You couldn't write this shit. And then getting her next application denied in the midst of the scandal. Like, she's like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Like, I dropped out of school. Like, might as well trademark something. Getting that application denied after everyone finds out that the only other application she submitted was fraudulent. Like, that kind of stuff happens to a certain kind of person. And that's Olivia Jade. And so, and there's a lot of celebrities like that. And that's why... They just make for good fodder, like you said at the beginning of the episode. It's just really good fodder, and I think Jada Pinkett Smith realizes that, and that's why she very 
astutely grabbed Jordan Woods out, out of the Kardashian scandal. Speaking of another very, very savvy celebrity media family, the Kardashians, right? Ugh. It's true, though, Rye, as much as you hate them, and Jada Pinkett Smith exploited their drama for her own gains, and yeah. I think she just gets it. She gets it. That's why she's going to be forgiving because she knows this is a part of the life cycle. And so when I need to be forgiving, I got to be forgiving because one day yeah. I may tear her down. And if you think about it too, if Jada Pinkett Smith had Olivia Jade on and just the whole time is like, well, you're so privileged and you're the worst and you're awful and you did terrible things and you never should be forgiven and you should never have a comeback and your entire life should be ruined and like, ha ha ha. Okay, well, no, no one's going to want to go on your fucking show. Like, mm-hmm. because no one's going to want to like subject themselves to that. So I think she's smart for like taking someone who is in desperate need for a redemption and... You used the term, like, it was, why is it given to her? Why is it so easy? Or whatever the fuck you said. But I think it's kind of like, I'm giving you the platform, and that's all I'm giving you. And now what you say will determine how people react, how people feel, what goes on after this. And maybe she's not hitting hard or or, or nailing her for all the stuff that happened. But, like, Olivia Jade could have came on and been like, I don't, I didn't know what was going on. And uh, like, it's not my fault that this happened. And like, she could have been totally dismissive. Right. And then that would have been how people view her. So it's kind of like, I'll give you the platform, do with it what you will. If you say the right things, then cool. People will forgive you and move on. If you don't, then it's only going to hurt you. So, you know, take it or leave it. And again, she shouldn't be outcasted from society forever. I was just saying that it's not a given that she should be on a she has the, TV show. She has the yeah celebrity privilege to even be given this opportunity to redeem herself, whereas yeah, plenty of people are not given that opportunity. Yeah, I'm not saying like lock her in a cage. Like what she did was right. irredeemable. No, not at all. Of course, society. It was funny though that she said I confronted my parents, and they didn't have much to say. and then she said like but they did say that they were like so very sorry and like they just wanted to do all they could to you know help us like referring to her and her sister i did find it interesting that i I feel like i keep saying i found it interesting i i guess i did we've been following the all the details all the little nuances of this fucking story and to finally hear from one of them was very revelatory because we actually haven't heard from any of them except through like a couple Lori Laughlin quotes in court. Yeah. Anyway, she said, or she kept saying like her parents are very apologetic or they know what they did is wrong. Mm-hmm. But we know that's not true because we did so many stories. Right. I've on, heard yeah. of Lori like acting like she didn't know what she was doing or whatever. Yeah. Them saying we did nothing wrong. It was Rick Singer who defrauded us. He told us, just pay this amount of money. She gets into the school. We did nothing wrong. But again, you don't falsify the photos. They had all of them on tape. I mean, we know they were knowingly engaged in mail and wire fraud. So all of that is baloney. They were just trying to say that 
we were ignorant to that being against the law. That was their whole argument in court. Right. We didn't know that this was illegal. We thought maybe it was inappropriate. They said that. like Unethical. Unethical. (laughs) Maybe unethical, maybe inappropriate. Some (laughs) impropriety, but illegal. I mean, it's it's college. What could be illegal about it? Right. You can't say that they know what they did is wrong and then argue that. They tried to not serve any prison time, which I get, but they could have pulled a felicity. They would have been out in 11 days or nine days. Yeah. Once again, Felicity comes out on top. Um, <laughs> That's the moral of this fucking story. Felicity Huffman on top. Queen of being the best prisoner of all time. And also queen uh, of Sacramento. Now that she's playing the, the oh. owner of the Sacramento <laughs> River Cats. In <laughs> ABC's about. next big hit comedy. I swear if this doesn't take off. And isn't a hit. I'm gonna be pissed. Sacramento deserves it. Just kidding. You deserve it. Sacramento. You deserve a role in that. Sacramento Rivercats were so important to your life story. I need to. I still need to tell my family that they're doing a show because, like, it's insanely. It's like I don't know if you would call it a niche subject <laughs> of people who will care about the Sacramento Rivercats, but if it is, then I'm definitely part of that niche. <laughs> Right. Have you not told your parents yet? About the Sacramento River Cats yeah. show? Yeah. No, I completely... You know that the second we stop recording, like, my mind erases everything we spoke about. Like, I've never remembered a single thing that we've talked about on this. I have to, like, remind you every day that we do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> fully. You're Guy Pierce from Memento. I fully am. And I'm like... I love our first episode, and they're like, what? This is our 400 episode. You have, like, a Holly Shook tattoo that you have to look at every day to go, oh, I do a podcast. Can you imagine if we got Holly Shook tattoos? <laughs> uh, anyway, what else should we talk about? I mean... I think we covered it, it for it, the most part. It was... Yeah, it was almost, like, a non-eventful event. Like, I feel like... I feel like we summed it up because it was less about what was said and more about just the whole concept of this Mm -hmm. interview. (laughs) Yeah. It was more about the context and the concept of the interview itself than what was said, because basically what was said was I'm a piece of shit. Like I, what I did was totally wrong. And then they go, right, right, right. And she go, but like not a total piece of shit. Like I'm not the worst, (laughs) you know, like other people really fucked up too. And they go like, yeah, but don't forget, don't forget, you know, your privilege. But yeah, 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 I'm a total, I'm a piece of shit. It was essentially like, yeah, just like, (laughs) I did something wrong. And your privilege. Yep. And then we did this because of your privilege. Yep. I'm like, okay, we got it. She has white privilege. White celebrity rich privilege. We got it. (laughs) I love though, whenever Gam spoke, Olivia Jade would just look like a deer in headlights. Like, she looked scared. Oh yeah, she was like, so nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and then Willow was pretty like chill. Um, yeah, she didn't talk much. She was just chilling. I feel like they'll. I feel like her and Olivia Jade would like be friends. Yeah, uh, after that episode for sure. I mean, she was the one who brought up her her outfit at the end. You know, right. So we love to see it. I mean, I I support. Maybe I shouldn't support, but I support you know a good redemption story. I believe everyone makes everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows what what I'm talking about. Everybody makes mistakes. So I think she should be able to move forward, move on, and hopefully have a a happy and fulfilling life. And now that we're at the end of the Holly Shook coffee table talk, is your heart beating a little faster? 
I wish you guys could like feel how hurt my my how fast my heart is beating. I said that wrong at the beginning. Too. That's the second hard. time you said. I wish you could feel how my heart. What'd you say? I'm having trouble with words today. I feel like I actually was pretty articulate on this podcast in comparison to some of the other times we've recorded where I like have half a brain cell and can't form a sentence. But I did I did goof a few times. People get on us for saying like a lot. Like <laughs> I think one of our reviews is literally and like literally, like literally, literally like and like literally. <laughs> and I think it ends with going won't be listening to this podcast. Right. And I'm like, okay, literally. <laughs> Whatever. Shout out. Welcome to freaking millennial podcast life. I don't yeah. know. Welcome to our vocabulary. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't think this is the end of the college admission scandal. No. Will we get a Lori Laughlin or a Juliana Massimo? Mm-hmm. red table talk or how will because you know they're gonna have to do an interview eventually i don't think it'll be for years but they're gonna have to do an interview maybe they'll do a tell-all book maybe they do it right out of jail maybe they do it in jail that's a thing they could via skype no i don't think they do that i feel like they'll do it <laughs> post-prison interview yeah. i will be watching i just think we're gonna get we're gonna get updates for quite a while like we said at one point in this pod, it is attached to them forever. Whether they like it or not, they're never going to erase it, which means it's always going to be a part of their story. It's like when Felicity Huffman gets a role, we say it's Felicity Huffman's first role since, since. the college admission scandal. Right. It'll always be a part of their narrative, and that means that it's always going to be a part of the Holly Street podcast because, again, we broke the story famously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 16 days after it happened. Mm-hmm. And nobody covered it more ruthlessly. That's a fact. Yeah. I would say Holly Shook and the college admission scandal is also a symbiotic slash parasitic um, relationship. I still am unclear on the difference between the two. But whichever one is the correct one is what it is. Which is both. It's both. Which is both. It's just both. Because science is fake. <laughs> as we've this year. Let's leave it um, on that. Science is fake. Uh, the red table talk is real. And the coffee table talk is even more real. And if you guys want to um, help me get a new coffee table, my Venmo is... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Only if it's red. If it's red, uh, DM me. Uh, you could find me. You could probably search for me. And I will send you uh, Ryan's um, address. And you could just send it to him directly. Just send him a, a red <laughs> coffee table. and <laughs> Assembly required. If I get a red coffee table, it's over for you, hoes. <laughs> um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. We super appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts on Olivia Jade's red table talk. And we will be back at you with some more news and scandals before you even blink of an eye.